This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. My name is Patrick Allen. Thank you for joining us on this midweek edition of our podcast. We're going to get you a little preview for this weekend's game against the Ravens. You can follow us. We're on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review over there if you would, please. And if you leave us a written review, ask us a question and we'll answer it on the podcast. We'll read your review. We really appreciate your support. If you didn't get to check out our live after show last week, Apologies uh, from my end. There was a little bit of, of confusion. We ran into a technical error uh, on the Arrowhead Addict YouTube page. It's new. We're figuring it out. Thanks for rolling with us. We actually ended up going live over at the fan-sided YouTube account, which you should also subscribe to, by the way. Uh, but if you missed us or you didn't see the live postgame show, uh, it's up on the Arrowhead Addict account right now on YouTube. You can follow us there at youtube.com slash arrowhead addict podcast we had a lot of fun doing it I had a lot of fun doing the post game show we we got to interact with y'all a little bit on uh with some questions in the chat and on twitter and those things we're going to be doing it again this week uh late sunday night after we play the ravens after we beat the ravens hopefully so make sure to join us there at the arrowhead addict youtube channel and make sure to subscribe all right let's get into it so let's put a little bit of a bow on chiefs versus browns and I've been thinking about this game a lot. It was really frustrating in the moment. I know you all felt it too. I saw it on Twitter. Some of you I had to talk back from the ledge a little bit. The Browns were just running up and down the field on the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense looked like tissue paper. Yeah, they were missing Tyron Matthew. Yeah, they were missing Frank Clark. Yeah, they were missing Willie Gay. But that was tough. You expect better from the defense. I understand the point a lot of you are making to me. They shouldn't be this bad. And you're right. They shouldn't have been that bad. But I've been thinking about it all week. And there's a couple things. One, we know the Browns are really good. And yes, I know. We still should be able to stop them. We're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender here. It shouldn't be that easy for them to go up and down the field. But still... I think that that has to be taken into account. These guys are good. They had a game plan. They came out and executed it. And the second half was a little bit weird. There were some turnovers, but the Chiefs got the turnovers. They got the stops in the second half. They adjusted. Yes, the Browns did have one drive where they went down another 75-yard drive or so and scored. But I think let's cut these guys a little bit of slack. As I've been thinking about it this week, you got some guys out. It's the first game of the season. All right? Weird things happen in week one. If you don't believe me, take a look at what happened to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers looked like Brody Croyle out there. Uh, And that might be an insult to Brody Croyle because he was horrible. The Tennessee Titans got absolutely boat raced by the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, I mean, they're going to be good. They look good. Do you really think that the Titans are going to be that bad all year? Maybe they will be. I don't know, but I I don't buy it. I don't buy that the Dallas or that the uh, Green Bay Packers are going to be 
complete trash and that Aaron Rodgers, after winning the MVP last year, is completely washed. So, you know, it's week one. Teams get caught unawares. There's always, I mean, you can't even trust. Do you remember a few years ago, I was talking about this with some people, when the Denver Broncos, when Josh McDaniels was their coach, and they came out and they went 4-0 and and they beat the Patriots and he was on the sideline like an idiot, pumping his fists over and over again, like some sort of maniac for winning a regular season game. He, he got fired. That was his only season as a head coach. So, you know, even, even a few years ago when the Chiefs went to New England and they just, remember, it was Kareem Hunt's first game. He fumbled on, the first, on his first carry and then he just ran all over the Patriots. And everyone was like, ah, oh, Patriots are done. They're finished. Write the eulogy. And what happened? They won the Super Bowl. Chiefs didn't win crap. I mean, they, they won games that year. It was a good team. But you get my point, right? So it's week one. Let's all take a deep breath. I didn't like seeing it. You don't want to see it. But, you know, if there are some flaws with this team, let's get them exposed early. Let's get them exposed against really good competition. And people made some really good points this week. They said, hey, if the Chiefs weren't going to lose that game against the Browns, what are, which, which games are they going to lose on the schedule? Look, they're going to lose a game this year. It's going to happen. They're going to play poorly. Someone's going to come out and just hit them in the mouth or something. It's going to happen probably. But deep breaths on that game. I think they're going to be fine. There's a lot of talent on this defense. Spags is a good defensive coordinator. They're getting some guys back. And they've got another good test coming up this week against the Ravens. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But one thing I wanted to touch on really quickly before we move on is the wide receiver position. And I know a lot of you are really concerned about that. I'm concerned about it. We talked on the podcast last week or Sunday night. Should the Chiefs maybe trade for somebody? Cooks, obviously, in Houston is, is a really interesting prospect. I'll say this. While receivers not named Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill did not have a great game on Sunday, and I mentioned this on the podcast on Sunday, they didn't really need to. I mean, yeah, you would like Demarcus Robinson to have flattened out that route and caught that touchdown, but like, let's be honest here. The Chiefs were just doing whatever they wanted. They were, they were, they were feeding Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, and that's where you want to go with the football. And a couple dumps off to dump offs to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So, you know, let's see how they do when wow, the loudest car ever just drove by. Uh, it's nice here in Chicago. I got the windows open. Um, let's see what they do when a team takes away Tyree Kill or they try to take away Travis Kelsey. Then does Demarcus Robinson step up? Then does McCole Hardman step up? But, you know, in a game like that, those guys were getting open. I don't want the ball going to McCole Hardman or Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle too much if those guys are are getting free. So again, it's really early in the season. There's time. The trade deadline's not until, geez, I think October. So we've got time. We've got time. We're 1-0. And we've got a tiebreaker against what looked like, to me, the second best team in the AFC and maybe one of the best teams in the NFL. The Browns are for real. If Baker Mayfield keeps throwing the ball like that and they can keep running like that on teams, they're going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem in the AFC and, and, and in the North. Okay, let's let's move on to this Ravens game. So 
big news here is that it sounds like both Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew are going to be back. Don't sleep on how important that is to, to this defense, especially going up against a team as dangerous, potentially, offensively, as the Baltimore Ravens. Getting Tyron Matthew back is really big. He's going to be able to help out on Mark Andrews, who didn't have a good game in week one, but really is is the still, I think, the primary offensive weapon for this Ravens offense. You've got Sammy Watkins over there now, so of course this is going to be the Sammy Watkins revenge game. First time he gets a catch or if he makes a big play, that's what you're going to hear on the broadcast. Just just start getting annoyed about it now. Um, but you know they got to they got to find storylines for these things. And what the storyline that they don't have is that this is a rivalry because it's not. The Chiefs own the Baltimore Ravens. Are they going to lose to them eventually with Lamar Jackson? Maybe. But right now the Ravens don't seem to have an answer for what the Chiefs do. And let's take a look back. At last year's game. So this was, remember, this was a week three game. So playing playing the Ravens early in the season again. And boy, was it a disaster for Baltimore. 34-20 Chiefs. End of the first quarter, it's close. Six to three. I think Bucker missed a field goal or an extra point. Um, and then in the, second half, in the second quarter, that's when it got broken open. The Chiefs scored 21 points in the second quarter to seven for the Ravens. And then at that, it was all over, but the crying, the Chiefs just kind of held them off, added another touchdown in the, in the fourth quarter. But the Ravens, not great. Three points in the third, a touchdown in the fourth. That was it. Lamar Jackson in that game. 15 of 28 passing for 97 yards. He averaged 3.5 yards per completion. He threw one touchdown, no interceptions. He was sacked. Four times for 27-yard loss. Quarterback rating of 73 and a QBR of 25.6. Flip side of that, Patrick Mahomes. 31 of 42. 385 yards passing. 9.2-yard average. Four touchdowns, no picks. QBR of 98. Quarterback rating of 133.5. I think that's good. It was an interesting game. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman all had good days. Even, even Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who they used in the passing game quite a bit. Listen to these stats. Kelsey had six receptions for 87. McCole, four for 81. Ty, five for, for 77. CEH, five for 70. And then our guy, Sammy Watkins, seven for 62. Mahomes really spread the ball around in that game, maybe more than he spread the ball around in, in, in any game all season last year. Seven targets for Kelsey, six for Hardman, six for Hill, six for Clyde, eight for Sammy. So, and then running the ball, you know, the Ravens did what they do. Lamar had nine carries for 83 yards. He averaged 9.2 yards per carry. He had a 30-yard run. He's going to get loose. It's going to happen. Gus Edwards, though, only got... The Ravens were doing this weird thing with the running back. They were they're doing their running back stable last year. I had a few of them in fantasy. It was super annoying. I, they didn't let anybody get into a rhythm. And even when they were doing well, Gus Edwards had four carries for 39 yards. That's a 9.8 average. Ingram, seven for 30, 4.3. And J.K. Dobbins, one for six. They didn't use their, their talented rookie. They won't have him for this game. 
In fact, they won't have any of those guys for this game. They're all out or gone. But they broke off. Gus Edwards had a 24-yard run. Ingram had an 11-yard run. So, you know, the Chiefs, they're, the, the Ravens are down to, to, to their third-string running back, but they're still dangerous. They could still run the football, and you still have to account for Lamar. And now they do have a steady, talented receiver in Sammy Watkins. So the Chiefs are going to have to watch out for that. It makes things probably a little easier on a guy like Hollywood Brown, who still you know, hasn't arrived, still finding himself, what have you. Makes things maybe a little bit easier for Mark Andrews. But if Lamar Jackson can only throw for 97 yards, the Chiefs aren't just going to win this game. They're going to kill them. Lamar Jackson also had two fumbles in that game, and he lost one. Mark Andrews also had a fumble. So for the Chiefs, what are they looking at this year with Baltimore coming to town? Well, Baltimore just lost to the Raiders. So I've seen a lot on Twitter. Oh, they're going to be desperate. The Chiefs better watch out. They're mad. That's an angry Ravens team. Look, man, I just don't buy it. <laughs> I mean, we heard it last year coming into this game. Oh, the Ravens. They're, they've finally got to beat Mahomes. They finally got to beat the Chiefs. They're mad. The Ravens are mad. And what happened? They got killed. And I'm not trying to disrespect Lamar Jackson. I'm not trying to disrespect the Ravens. I have a ton of respect for their head coach, for Lamar. But, I mean, I've just I've heard this tune before. So until somebody changes the music, I'm not going to be surprised here. And if they're coming off a loss against the Raiders, I mean, how mad can one team be, <laughs> right? Um, you know, it's good for motivation and all that stuff, and it's good for media storylines. But at the end of the day, these guys are professionals. They want to win every game they play. And, and what did we see here in the Ravens week one game? They scored 27 points, right? They, they, Lamar was much better throwing the ball against this Raiders defense. He's 19 of 30, 235, decent stat line, 7.8 yards per completion. He had a touchdown, no interceptions. But he was sacked three times for 18 yards. Orlando Brown is a chief now. So I think that that's one area where the Chiefs can attack. They're going to have their full complement of pass rushers back. They're going to have Tyron Matthew. So that's going to be a little bit of a problem when the Ravens want to pass the ball. If the Chiefs can slow down the run a little bit. Lamar took off 12 times for 86 yards. He's their leading rusher. Third string running back, Tyson Williams. Looked good. People are picking him up in fantasy. Nine carries, 65 yards, 7.2 average, had a touch. They signed Latavius Murray. Look, I mean, he wasn't great. He wasn't super effective. 10 carries for two, 28 yards. That's 2.8. But he had a touch. And now they've signed Devontae Freeman. And I just read that they activated him from the practice squad. They got Le'Veon Bell over there. I don't think he's on the active roster yet. He's out of shape. So, I, you know, it doesn't sound like we're going to have the Le'Veon Bell revenge game. I'm kind of sad about that, to be honest with you. I'd like to have seen him. Seen him out there. Uh, anyway, our guy Sammy, four receptions, 96 yards. Marquise Brown, great game for him. Six receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. Tyson Williams, used in the passing game a little bit, had three for 29. Mark Andrews had a terrible game. Three receptions for 20 yards. And the fumbles. Three fumbles for Lamar Jackson. Lost two of them. Cost him the game. They've got some dogs on defense over there I'm a little bit concerned about. Patrick Queen. He's awesome. He had a sack. 
He had a QB hit. Nine tackles, led the team in tackles. Marlon Humphrey. They got some guys over there, but they're missing our old friend, Marcus Peters. He's out for the year. And what did the what did the Raiders offense do against this Baltimore Ravens team? Derek Carr threw 56 passes, 34 completions, 435 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. He was sacked three times. Running, they weren't great. Josh Jacobs, 10 carries for 34 yards, but he had two touchdowns. But what's really interesting going into this game is that Derek Carr, his guy, is Darren Waller. He targeted Darren Waller, the tight end, 19 times, and Waller had 10 catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. He dropped a few. I watched this game. It was a good Monday Night Football affair. And I'll tell you, the Ravens look like the same old Ravens on the on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of zero. Blitz, 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 blitz. And they got to Carr three times. It didn't matter. The guy completed 34 completions for 435 yards. This is Derek Carr. This isn't Patrick Mahomes or or Josh Allen or Aaron Rodgers. This is Derek Carr. So am I worried about this game? No. No. I respect the Ravens. I know the Ravens could beat the Chiefs if they have a day, and if the Chiefs' run defense is, is, is putrid again. But I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> it's, I think the Ravens are going to come out, and they're going to— they just don't learn. They're just going to blitz Patrick Mahomes. And they're worse. They're worse on defense this year than they were last year. They have fewer weapons. Their offensive line is worse than it was last year. Their running game is worse than it was last year. So they're just worse. They're going to be 0-2. I don't know how they're going to keep up with the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes might... I'm, I'm, I'm not... I'm prone to hyperbole, but he might throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns. In this game, if they blitz him like they were blitzing Derek Carr, like Derek Carr, like he's got Brian Edwards, good young receiver. You know, he had 81 yards receiving and he threw to Hunter Renfro, six, six receptions for 70 yards. I mean, this could just be a bonanza for Chiefs offensive players if you've got them in fantasy. I could see a ton of balls getting dumped off to Clyde Edwards Alaire. I could see a big game for Tyreek Hill. I think there's going to be a, I think Travis Kelsey might. Just go off. He might have 150 yards receiving in this game. So, do the Ravens change up their strategy? Do they do they play some some shell against the Chiefs? Two high safeties. Do they try to take away the deep ball, or do they just do what they do? Which Matt Verderham, you hear him on this podcast all the time. Teams are going to do what they do, and he's usually right. I think it's going to be a long day for the Ravens. I think the Chiefs are going to look like a little bit of a different team than they did against the Browns. I think they're going to come out and overwhelm these guys. Um, yeah. I, Lamar might get loose a couple times. It might be frustrating. He extends. If that's what that guy does, he's special. But I just don't think it's going to matter. And I think the Chiefs are just going to come in, try to focus on him, focus on that, you know, limiting that run game and, and take away Mark Andrews. And we'll see if Sammy can get going. But, you know, there's just as good a chance he leaves with an injury than, than he lights up the Chiefs. All right, let's get to predictions. I think I'm going to go out on a limb here after all I just talked myself into it. I think the Chiefs are going to score 42 in this game. I think they're going to go up and down the field. 
I think they're going to hang 42 on the Ravens. I think the Chiefs defense is still going to be a little bit rusty. And I think they're going to give up some points. Then that's why I think they're going to score 42 because I think they're going to have to keep the foot on the gas a little bit early. But I, I'm i going to go Chiefs 42, Ravens 27. I think that seems fair. 42-27 with the Chiefs pulling away late because the Ravens just can't stop them. Let's see how it turns out. You guys can call me on it. All right, let's let's do some some reader reviews before we get out of here. And I got a serial review for you as well. So it's been a it's been a rough go over on Apple Podcasts for us. A couple people not not liking the show. I'm sorry for y'all. Um, but let's let's start off with a a good one. Uh, this one's awesome. I'm gonna read the whole thing. So bear with me. This one comes from Zachary Webster. He says, this is more than just a podcast. I'm just a simple fireman down here in West Texas. I live nowhere near Arrowhead, and the winning culture of Kansas City is very distant from me. About 830 miles to be exact. But I married into a Chiefs family. My wife was raised in the KC area, and I thank God every day for her being raised with the same type of love for the game of football as I was. I never leave reviews. But here's why I'm leaving one today. It's been a really tough couple of years. And being a paramedic fireman most definitely has its very long days. And I know it's not just me. First responders all over the world have had their hands full lately. But I took an oath to my wife that I would never take those stressors home with me. After every shift on my way home, I tune into this podcast. And it just simply reminds me that football is our getaway. And life has so many things to offer if we just find them and follow them. Thanks to Sterling Holmes, Matt Connor, Patrick Allen, and Matt Verderam, life became simple again. I walk into my front door and my wife is always first to ask, what's the latest back home with the Chiefs? Even wants to know the new box of cereal I'm supposed to buy that week. I haven't missed an episode since I discovered this podcast a year ago. I promise you, I know more now about the 53 men who have made this roster, their stories, personal lives, more than just their names on the back of the jersey. The content on this podcast keeps you entertained and enthused even in the long months of the offseason. Even after the season is over, there's free agency in the draft. Never stop listening. Thank you guys for giving me an avenue of relief. If I could give it more than five stars, I would. Thank you guys for making Chiefs football more than just a Sunday run for me but a marathon through life that I will never stop loving. Zach. We, you guys are awesome. I mean, we've had some nice reviews on this podcast, but uh, that that's probably tops. Um, you know, Zach, I, <laughs> we all have, we all have tough days and this is, this is, I, you know, for me, this is so much fun. I used to provide cheese content on a regular basis. Then I moved up in my role at, at Fansided and I wasn't able to write as much. And um, doing this again has been so rewarding for me. And I just want to say to all of you out there who listen and, and who support what we're trying to do here, it's it helps me. It's therapy for me to come on and do this podcast and talk to you guys and joke around with you on Twitter and talk Chiefs and mess around, talk about cereal. You know, but to know that there's a hero out there. And Zach, you're a hero. You're a first responder. 
you're dealing with things I can't even imagine. I'm a sports media executive and I guy talks about football. So my hard days are, 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 are probably, you know, they're, they're nothing in comparison to what you do. And to get a note like that, uh, it's really meaningful. So thank you. I, you know, I could go on to be honest with you, but just thank you. Thank you for your serving your, your, your fellow people down there in Texas. You got this pandemic going on. There's all kinds of crazy stuff happening in the world. And, uh, if our, if our little podcast here helps give you an escape during, during what's the things that are going on right now and the tough time that a lot of people are having, man, that's awesome. That makes us feel great. That makes it all worth it. That, that makes the, the, the negative reviews I'm about to, to, to touch on, um, who cares about these people, these miserable people. Um, so thank you, Zach. We really appreciate a couple other reviews. This one comes from Hollywood. Uh, I'm not even going to read all, I know I usually, I like to have some fun with these. Um, but you know, after Zach's review, like why give too much oxygen to these people? One star from Hollywood calls it distracting. Says the host tries to be the funny guy. I don't know if that's me. Might be Sterling. Could be Matt. He calls us tools. Some other things. Didn't like the manscaped reads. Hey man, you want to pay for the podcast? Send me a check. You send me a check for the podcast. You'll never hear another Manscaped ad again. Otherwise, buzz off. Duke Larson. Eh, I've heard better. It's an okay podcast. Not the best Chiefs podcast, but it's decent. They complain about people not being vaccinated too much. Get over it and stick to pure football. Yeah, I did. He gave us two stars. I appreciate it. I did. I said something about vaccinations once on the podcast. Once. Relax, Duke. People have different opinions than you. Are you going to survive? Snowflake. Um, we got Troy. Troy said it's a rambling mess. Sorry, but I just couldn't follow this rambling mess. There was too much. There was not much substance on the only episode I listened to. I feel like a podcast should be allowed more exclusive content than a sports talk radio show. This particular episode offered very little. Hey, man, we had Tony Gonzalez on. We had Mitch Schwartz on. We're talking to Byron Pringle next week. We got Alex Smith coming up. There's lots of great exclusive content. Maybe listen to one more than one episode before you give a review. But at least we got two stars from him. So I appreciate that. Our guy Clinton Blake McKenzie can always count on him. The finest Chiefs podcast, period. Every podcast on this feed is a mandatory listen for Chiefs fans. You will know what you need to know about your team. And you will enjoy every moment of it. Don't miss it. We appreciate it. Look, we know everybody's not going to like it. I just always like wonder, like somebody goes to like a, you know, you go and read some reviews sometimes the way people's minds work. Like uh, I'm looking at a product on Amazon and it, it's got one star from somebody and they're like, it arrived broken. The box was all messed up. And like, I get it, man. You're mad. But like the product's probably fine. Like it was the shipping. Like, what are you reviewing? It's just people don't think. Anyway. Uh, hopping off the soapbox. One more. This one came from Frank. This is a nice one too. I learned while listening to this podcast. This is one of the best chief shows out there. I've stopped listening to a few others because this one brings a complete and interesting perspective. They also have less empty chat to start during the show, which keeps it entertaining. We try to find a balance, right? We want you guys to know us. And that's what that chat is about. We're here to talk Chiefs football, and we get it. And so if there's some talk, Matt and Sterling at the beginning, or Matt and I, we, we try to keep ours toward mostly to the end, some at the beginning, just skip it. 
you know, uh, I get it. I, you just you want to hear the Chiefs. You don't care what I had for dinner or whatever. But, you know, I, I we want to know you guys. We want to meet some more of you guys. We want to talk to you in a chat and on Twitter. And so we try to bring a little bit of ourselves to the show. You're listening to us. We're talking into your ear. So, um, yeah, but appreciate it, Frank. Uh, really appreciate the support. You know, you guys want to avenge those bad reviews that we got. A couple two stars, one, this Hollywood guy, maniac. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. If you listen to the show and you enjoy it, you enjoy what we do here, if we give it a little bit of an escape to you, let's wash away those bad reviews. I feel pretty good. We got 134 ratings on this sucker. Most of them are five stars. You can't, you can't, you can't please everybody, right? But you got to please yourself. Who said that? That was, uh, I think, Ricky Nelson. Garden Party. You guys know Ricky Nelson? He was like one of these teen idols. Back in the day, he went to... He went to Madison Square Garden for like a reunion concert and he, he was he was playing some of his new stuff and they booed him. They didn't want to hear it. And uh, he wrote that song about it. It's called Garden Party. I learned that in my history of rock and roll class. Best class I ever took. All right. Um, I got a serial review and then I'm going to get out of here. Um, man, I've never done an episode this long solo. I think it's going all right. You guys think? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, you know, Bears, uh, I'm in Chicago. So, Eddie Jackson, Bears safety, great player. He's got a cereal. I'm walking through the aisles a couple weeks ago, and I see this cereal. It's called uh, Eddie Jackson's Bojack's Cinnamon Toast Squares. Now, you know how we feel about the goat of cereals on this podcast, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. So, I was like, well, I sent Verterim a text, and he, he was outraged that there was basically a knockoff CT Crunch out there. But I bought it. And, uh, you know, look, it wasn't bad. But it was kind of like just not satisfying. Like, you ever had one of these low-calorie, like low-alcohol beers? They're getting better. You know, I don't, I don't want to put on the pounds. but So I, try, I check them out every once in a while. And, uh, you know, they're getting better. But they're, like, they're just kind of like some of them are just, it's just not quite right. Right? It's just that like you get a the initial flavor tastes like, oh, it's a good beer, but it just like doesn't round out very nicely. I don't know if you've had that experience. That's what it's been like for me. Um, th- that's kind of that's kind of what it felt like eating the cereal. Good initial, t- good texture, cinnamon flavor. There's some sugar on there. It's a little more heavy in the cinnamon, um, but it just doesn't it just doesn't round out like a CT Crunch does. And that's because it's, it's not CT Crunch. But I'll tell you this. I'm going to give it three CT crunches. So that's that's average on the rating scale. And the reason I'm giving it three is because it's pretty decent. It's, it, if you've got the chance, buy CT crunch. But uh, some of the proceeds from this will benefit uh, Jackson's Remain to Reach Foundation, which wor- wor- works with at-risk youth uh, who have been incarcerated and it, it inspires them uh, to, 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 to turn their lives around. And I think that's awesome. So if you see this out there, you, you probably won't cause it's probably just in the Chicago area, but if you're in the Chicago area, buy a box of CT crunch, but give this a try. It's not bad. And, uh, you might be helping out some kids and how can that be a bad thing? All right, everybody, I got a meeting coming up in four minutes, so I got to go and get this out to you. Thank you for listening. Um, miss Matt Verderam this week. Hope, hope I did all right. Going solo think i'm getting a little bit better at it um and just really appreciate your support of podcast again remember sunday night it's going to be late after the game 
I might be a little bleary eyed. I'll have definitely had a couple of beers. We're going to go live. We're going to bring you the Chiefs post game show. It's going to be me. Verderam's going to be there. And Sterling Holmes is going to join us. I don't think the three of we've we've been on with Matt Connor, all four of us. But the three of us have never been on together. So that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to that. And, 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 and stop on by. Subscribe to the Arrowhead Attic YouTube channel now. Arrowhead Attic. Uh, it's uh, youtube.com slash Arrowhead Attic Podcast. You can subscribe right now and then just hop on after the game. We'll be tweeting about it. We'll be streaming on Twitter. I think we might even do a little halftime show. So keep an eye on Verderam's Twitter and the Arrowhead Attic Twitter. We might hop on during halftime and just do like a quick little like, here's what, here's what we're thinking thing. We'll see. We'll figure it out. But we'll be live. Cheese post game show. Don't miss it. And subscribe to that Arrowhead Addict account uh, if you actually want to see our faces, which I can understand if you don't. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support more than you know. We will see you Sunday night. And as always, whoa, did you hear that train? Is that, did the mic pick that up? There's a train. I live by a train. Uh, it's perfect timing. Um, as always, we'll, we'll see y'all. And as always, go Chiefs. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.